Welcome back, listeners. On this week's episode, we have Edson Oda, the director of Nine Days, which made its premiere at Sundance in the beginning of 2020. Today, the film will be able to be seen in select theaters. In this wide-ranging interview, we get into the heart of this film. So warning now, this interview will contain spoilers from the jump. I hope you enjoy listening as much as I did recording. Edson, I first just want to start out by saying um, how much I thoroughly enjoyed the film. Um, I was able to watch it last night and um, I keep playing back so many different uh, so many different scenes back in my head, but the thing that keeps coming back to me is that score. Um, it, it's so, I mean, it was just so beautiful. I mean, just to start with the story um, about um, the character who did play the violin to mm-hmm. sort of see it all the way through was just, was something so beautiful. So I, I really commend you on a, a wonderful, a wonderful like debut film. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And kudos to Antonio Pinto who composed the song. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the first question I wanted to ask you was, mm-hmm. why was the first question that you asked um, the the new humans to mm-hmm. um, the new humans as they entered? Would you pull the chair? Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question. No one asked me that. Yeah, before it's just uh, it wasn't too much about the question itself, but it was more about how would they react in a situation of danger, I think. Mm-hmm. It was more like for Will just creating like, and, and it could be like any kind of, uh, you know, uh, story or, but he, he felt like right now, and, and remember that, that that happened right after uh, Amanda, one of his like uh, favorite, you know, uh, uh, sons or daughter that, die so he was kind of you know i need to be somehow tougher i need to select someone who will survive so i think for him he came from a place like okay so now what would be a way to just see how those people would react in a situation of danger so i can just pick the ones that i feel like you know would give me not just the answer but the reaction because he's always watching them that uh, i feel are you know um uh, are, are, are right for this kind of situation. Hmm. And um, do you think you would have pulled the chair? <laughs> that's, that's, I don't know, yeah. It's, it's hard, it's hard because you, you I, I wish I could say something smart as Emma, you know, trying to just like, you know, um, uh, put her, the, the person in check. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I, I would be able to pull the chair, but at the same time, it's such a terrible thing to be responsible for everyone's death there, you know? In a, mm-hmm. in so, for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Would you? I, I kind of like um, Emma's answer the best. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that would happen, you know? I don't know if this is why, it's more like she's contesting, why are you doing this? Why are you, you, you know, you're assuming that it's always a negative or a less negative answer or something. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a possibility. So it's kind of a, yeah, yeah. And you don't know if, if you didn't pull the chair, if anything would happen at the end. So, yeah, yeah. So it, it's a, That's what Maria answers. Like she, she's like, yeah. okay, I'm playing, 
and not pulling the chair because maybe she's maybe he's blessing you know mm -hmm. but, um, but sort of going off of emma can you talk about the crafting of of that character and did you draw any uh, draw upon anyone in your own life um that sort of uh resembles that character interesting i think was everyone there is kind of a part of me or or, or characters in, in my life but emma i think is the one that's more like you know aspirational you know it's more like in terms of uh i think for me symbolize more hope i guess of what i i think i either would like to see more in me or in the world i guess because she represents that right because she's not you know uh she's not goal oriented she's not about future past she's about the present she's 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 not about her she, of course she's aware of who she is and everything but it but it's not about her, it's about like, you know, she, she first thing that she does when in the room, she just sees who Il is or who Kyo is. Mm -hmm. And like, okay, and she, she, of course, she's aware of who she is, but it's not just, you know, it's, it's about the people, the person in front of her. So, um, and, and doing something for them, you know? So I think there is something about her that symbolizes more like this aspirational side of uh, what we like to see, you know? And, uh, in, in you or the other or in myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what is it about Zazie um, that was sort of the the perfect pairing with that character? So interesting, yeah. Even like first conversation that I had with her, she's just so present, you know, and she got even first conversation, yeah, something that for her was very, she was very attracted to is just like this this being who is so in the moment, so about, you know, I'm talking to you, I'm listening to you, you know, um, I'm doing something, I'm really, I'm doing this, you know, and, and it's interesting also how she has this maturity, you know, as I was talking to her, you know, better, her better, but also this, it's almost like this maturity of someone who's so much older, but also this kind of a curiosity of the youngest person in the, in the room, you know, she was kind of the, the oldest person in the room, but also the youngest mm -hmm. person in the room. So, and, and I thought that was part of Emma's character, you know, about the present, about knowing things that we don't know, but also wanting to know more than she knows, you know, and, and, and go after it as her curiosity just like keeps, keeps, keeps her moving, you know? So, um, yeah, I think those things like at first was something like, oh yeah, I think she, she'll get should be the perfect Emma when I was talking to her. And you've said in some interviews that you see um, yourself um, mostly in Will and Mike. Can okay. you go into that a little bit more? Yeah, I think like Will for sure, because um, Will was inspired by my, my uncle. My uncle committed suicide. He struggled with uh, mental illness and he, he was very sensitive, um, you know, very sensitive, very kind, very um, artistic, and uh, um, and at the time it was I wasn't very it, when when he did I wasn't I wasn't close to him, but for me it was like I started seeing more him more, more like this failed failure, you know, this failed figure, and I think when I start just going through things that most likely I think he went through, uh, I I start empathizing with him more, you know, so so it was was kind of somehow I was connecting to him, understanding what he went through through my own experiences. 
So uh, when it was riding wheels, kind of, you know, like as I felt like, oh, okay, I think my uncle felt that way, you know, in this situation. And then, but at the same time, oh yeah, I, I feel this way too here or there, you know, or, or in that situation too. So it was kind of this, this, this mix between both of us and, and also some other stuff, but I think mainly like me, him, and yeah, this feeling, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that I had as going through it. And, and then I think Mike, yeah, Mike, there's a lot about, you know, in terms of uh, the, as I write or draw or, or, you know, of showing things that I don't want to show my things. I don't want to, you know, um, I'm very sensitive in a sense of criticism and, and you know, uh, and why I'm doing art, I don't believe that what I'm doing is worth it, anything, you know, so I have this kind of a feeling inside me. And people say that most of writers or, you know, uh, illustrators or, or artists, they have this kind of a um, more, sensitive personality i don't know but uh yeah i can i can see myself as as mike uh, a lot right. of times right. so um spoiler alert i guess for um when this is um airing but something i found really interesting um is when um emma's character leaves um it she leaves the sort of the little pleasantries of life around um, the home. And to me, Will seems like a very detail-oriented person. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if there was any sort of rhyme or reason as to why he hadn't picked up on these small things that she was writing around the house. Mm, interesting. Uh, I think that it's... Um, um, there, there are two explanations. One, the logical way, it was very recent. So it was, imagine that he, she was uh, eliminated like a um, couple of hours ago or something. And it was, it was hidden, but it was more like he was focused on the, his own stuff, you know, and he was doing, and, and that was the first, you know, when, when, when he, he was, mostly he was in his, in his place. And, uh, and then when he found out, oh, no, no, okay, now, now I understand it understand because he would be she would be doing that throughout the whole the whole process right the whole the all the days yeah i think that the main explanation is more uh you know when the it's kind of metaphor for when you're um how do i say when you're so focused on on, in in the problem in front of you you can see you can't see anything else Mm -hmm. and it's almost like you know a metaphor for like depression or you know uh deep sadness you just like you 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 focus on the problem you can see what's you know surrounding surrounding you that can be like positive or it can be like a uh good and 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 i think it creates the blind spots that and will is pretty much like uh he has like all blind spots in the world because he's so focused in like his what he considered to be his failure and all the stuff that he can't see those those things and i think uh when when emma does that it's not about just finding it physically, but it's about she, he's not able to see it. He, he, he can't see it. Mm-hmm. So he needs this kind of, you know, first uh, uh, trigger to just say, no, it's there. Just look for it and you're going to find it. And since it was, I think it was such a selfless message that she left on the table and uh, in, the, in the moment that I think was the most uh, uh, challenging moment of her existence that he, she knows she would disappear and she no longer exists. And, and she left a message that's pure, uh, 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 um, you know, good towards someone else. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of being about her or something, then, then he kind of, okay, 
he saw it and now he was able to just go after those those messages they, they were ready in the in the in, in the house they were ready in her life but he couldn't find it and, and i think that that's you know that act of you know goodness that's what triggered him being able to see them all hmm. that's really that's really interesting i i didn't think about it that way um but yeah but but it's not not the the way, the way i thought was right but if you if you think you know, in a different way. I think it's more like the way I, I think. And even, I, I never thought about it. I'm thinking right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now, yeah. So I think there's no like right, right or wrong way to think about it. I think that's sort of what is, is beautiful about the movie is you don't always know what's right or wrong. And it kind of, it leaves a lot of things up for interpretation in terms of um, not life or death, but sort of like, choosing life over death, it, it, it's very fascinating to me. So, and I, I can't say I've ever seen anything quite like it before. Um, but can you sort of explain why you ended up putting Emma and Kane together sort of as the final two? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think for Will was just like, he, he knew, I'm thinking more like, like Will, you know, he knew uh, Kane was the best survivor. Kane is just like he's not. It's a. It's it's the easy choice, you know. He, he was saying he he won't suffer, like Amanda. He won't suffer like him, but but Emma is like okay. Emma is more like me. He would think, you know. Emma is more like me, so there's more chance that she will. Um, she can do great stuff, but it's, there's 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 a lot of chance that she she can become another Amanda, you know. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that. And and so for him it was more like okay. Um, I think his rational, you know, side would just want to just go with Kane, but uh, but I think there's a, some point that he felt like, okay, what if what if I just send people who react to violence with violence or something like that, you know, how how or or who, who will survive, but if they will to survive, they they have to you know become you know, the beast, you know, or something. So uh, and that's what happens when he we sees Rick, right? Rick like punching the, the other guy and he feels like this is so this kind of sad you know he's just punching the guy to survive and and and, and uh, uh, is there another way to go and then he, he feels like okay maybe Emma there's something about Emma that I don't know but uh, mm -hmm. but I need to put her in check so she will answer me questions related to what will you do in a situation of danger what will you do in a situation that someone wants to you know uh, 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 cause you pain or something like that. So, and he, 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 he gives her the last chance and, uh, but she, she just does, doesn't agree with his, you know, way to go. And she just like, okay, I'm not, I'm not part of it. I'm just like leaving. So I think that's, that's where he's, um, he's coming from when he's mm -hmm. choosing both of them. Mm -hmm. And can we talk a little bit about the architecture of the house? Because I thought that was very interesting. And I'm wondering where were some of the influences um, that you drew from um, to sort of build this just very simple house, but um, with very simple items surrounding it. Um, but can you sort of walk walk me through sort of your, your process of thinking that through? Uh, yeah, I think um, my first idea was um, creating something that almost like felt like a memory, you know, because you, you're in, in Will's 
it's almost like we are, we are in Will's world, we are in his memory. So uh, but for me, it was like, how, how, how would you define a memory, you know? And I felt like you, you, you think of memory as, as like pictures you, you, you took or films that you filmed, but actually they are not because they're, they have, they're very subjective, right? So I thought like um, the best way to represent memory is almost like a drawing of reality. It's an illustration of reality. So it's almost like a painting. So I, I wanna almost like make this film that could feel almost like a painting somehow. And uh, in being almost like very, very subject, subjective, almost like impressionistic. So when you see it, you see through the colors and through, you know, uh, uh, smoke or, or all the sort of things, you feel like, okay, so this is, this is not reality, 100% reality. It's just like a, a little something that's a little off. So all my choices were like uh, based on that uh, uh, um, uh, kind of word that I was try, trying to create. And, and there's also something about uh, the, the, the VHS and, and all those kind of tube TVs that they felt very interesting to me because it's almost like it, it, it will represent that, okay, we'll die at that period of time. So everything that's around him, it's from that time, it's from the eighties. So he got in prison in that past. So I think somehow you see that word, he's still living in the past somehow. Mm -hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, um, is, is he going to the junkyard in these instances to pick up things to create, I mean, whether it be sort of like his, like his wall of TVs or his different sort of ending, um, ending wish, um, mm -hmm. he's going there, correct, right? To a junkyard? Yeah, yeah. Usually he's, he's, he's getting like things that, um, the way I thought it was interesting because the junkyard had like a more of an arc somehow. And we had like more of um, scenes of the junkyard and has more like a purpose of the junkyard to exist. Uh, so, so it's like, it's, for some people, I think it's not that clear. Uh, but, but the junkyard is, is more like, a, I, I imagine more like a place that's there and people who live around, they just throw things there. It's mm -hmm. just like, you know, they, from their, their things from other houses and, you know, they just, and when they need something, they just go there. It's just, a, just more like a community uh, uh, a spot that they just go and just like pick things up for for their own, you know, use. And uh, yeah, and then when when he's doing the experience, it's okay. Let, let me let me look for stuff that you know there there are another house and and, and everything there. Mm. Um, for you, what do you think the most meaningful scene was? Uh, for me, uh, in which way you you define meaningful? Um, I guess meaningful uh, to you yourself as the writer. As a, as a writer. Uh, uh, let me see. I want to say, I want to say is the monologue because I didn't write it. <laughs> I, would, I think there, there's something about the, the beach experience. Mm -hmm. Interesting because it's kind of the way I wrote, like the 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 bicycle is pretty much you know the way I wrote is more or less how I was you know imagine and the beach wasn't the beach was so so much smaller you know and it was um, it was very short and um, and I think when you start filming it and when we start just if it, it, it's something that cinematographer production designer 
connect or just elevate to another, you know, level. So for me, it was, it was something that I felt, oh, okay. Uh, it, it was, the, the writing just became something else. And I thought it was, was very meaningful to me just mm -hmm. because, because it was, um, they just made it better. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I think that's Got it. Yeah, no, I, I, I really love the bicycle scene. I, I truly felt engrossed. Like I was just like in that like space of walls. I mean, I know you can't create an entire beach, but I think the way that um, the production designers made that sort of world feel so real, just even for maybe 30 seconds to a minute, I just, I thought was so, so special. And um, I guess really made it special. I mean, that I guess that's the whole point is to make their last memory so special. Um, so I, once again, just another sort of brilliant piece of the, the oh, film that I love. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it. I like this scene. Yeah, it was very special. And, and, and the song being Brazilian and they, sh they shot that in, 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 in Brazil as well. So it's kind of a good, good way to connect to my, you know, roots. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. Um, and going back to the monologue, so why did you pick Song of Myself by Walt mm -hmm. Whitman as the final sort of monologue? Oh, at the time when he wrote, it, it wasn't, I, I just wrote it and put it just almost like a placeholder, you know? It's felt like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna put it and, and then later we can find something else. And, and at the time it was more like, a, it, um, I, I watched this movie, uh, that Boy Society, I don't know if you, you're familiar with the movie, but then Robin Williams and Ethan Hawke, there's this scene and they just like talking about um, uh, what we've been poem, which is um, which is song myself. And they, they talk about this yawp moment and they felt like, oh, this is so cool. This is so interesting. You represent this kind of your, you know, yelling, you know, yelling for life and, and, and it felt very powerful. And then I looked for that poem and I felt like, oh, cool. It's just kind of place here. And the more I read, we read it, the more I felt like, oh, no, actually, this, this is, you know, a representation of what life is. You know, the more I read it, I feel like, no, this is the right thing, you know, to do. And, and we, we end up using it. Mm -hmm. And is there a particular line uh, that sticks out to you from that poem? Uh, I think it, not a specific line. It's interesting. It's more like they yell when they yell mm -hmm. together. I think it's the part that for me is just like... A, is the yeah the most powerful moment yeah no i agree um and so how does it feel to finally have your film um be released and after almost two well really a year and a half of just sort of having it premiere at sundance and sort of almost get it to premiere last august and then mm -hmm. having to hold back because of covid but how does it feel that in just a few short days, it's going to be out there for the world to consume. No, it feels it feels amazing, man. It's just like uh, it, it's such a, an amazing, you know, feeling. And especially, you know, my dream is always having a movie, you know, uh, uh, being theaters. So I feel like it's just uh, amazing to just be able to just uh, uh, have people experience this in the movie theaters now. So it's just like, yeah, it's, I'm very excited and. Uh, very excited to see what people, you know, how people are going to react and how people are going to feel and, and what's going to be the reaction. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be really, really cool. Yeah. And then I guess final question for you, 
what is next for you? Do you know? Um, uh, I'm writing something and, and I know I want it to be something that's, you know, kind of a, uh, the same vein of nine days. I mean, like something that feels personal and feels, you know, uh, but, um, but I, I'm not, uh, I'm not done with that yet. Mm -hmm. So I still, I still have a lot of work to do. Yeah.